Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful and Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like the task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list. And I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it. Or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know, Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. All right. We are here for part three of this part three series telling you about what it was like when I decluttered my home and I'm doing it a couple months later and we are going to talk about what it was like after after we decluttered and after we got there without all of our stuff and we were living in a home we we rented a house that was fully furnished so that was really nice we had very unique circumstances I've mentioned this before like our circumstances were very unique but they were powerful and I know that the results and the experiences that I have and have had are the same for moms who follow the decluttering process that I teach here in the podcast and my courses and everywhere. The way that we spend our time is different. The way that we feel is different. The way that we plan our future is different. Our relationships 
with each other and ourselves and our kids and our money and our health are all different. And we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to talk about what, what, um, made it. So I did not reclutter, but I first want to tell you this. So if you're a podcast listener, (laughs) thank you. If you're a longtime listener, just thank you. Honestly, thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for telling your friends about this podcast. Um, I treat my podcast very, very organically, I guess. I love creating content on here. And sometimes I love to just take a break because putting out so much content, like consistently all of the time can get kind of exhausting. And then I feel almost uninspired because I'm like, does anybody even care about this stuff? Like I talk about the same stuff all the time. Does anybody want to hear this? I don't know. And then it turns out you do. And I think that's one thing that I talk about all of the time is like knowing what season of life you're in, knowing your own cycles, your own rhythms. And so I'm back on the podcast and I'm recording a bunch of podcasts for you. And I'm really excited to put them out. And I'm excited to finish up this final part of the part three-part series uh, because that was kind of annoying to me. This, these last couple of months of like, I should record podcast episodes, but I never recorded the last one. I really need to record that last one. So I'm really excited to talk to you about this specifically about re-cluttering, re-accumulating clutter. So I didn't do that after we got to our house in Florida, after we got rid of all of our stuff, it felt amazing. Um, part of it, I think was just going, first of all, from Alaska, that is like cold, dark, extreme cold weather to Florida, the opposite, extreme hot sun beach all the time. That was part of it. And when I got there, I thought that's what changed. I thought that's what was making me love life so much more, right? And that was for sure part of it. But since then, we've lived in Idaho. We moved to Idaho. It's funny, we went from Florida to Idaho, living in our RV and experienced the worst winter that Idaho had had in about 30 years where our just got snowed into our RV. We couldn't have any water because the pipes kept freezing. I, I was pregnant and I miscarried when we were there. It was just awful. So, and I was still content, right? I was still able to keep up on my stuff, even with those bad weather circumstances. And we lived in Southern California and now we live in the Midwest. So that was part of it, but that was not all of it, right? The biggest thing was having a home that truly felt supportive of me. And I talk about this a lot of like, make your house a place that's easy to live in, easy for your kids to play in, easy for you to rest um, and easy to clean up because you want your house to support you. And that's what I experienced. And that's what I needed most in that time because we had just left the only place we had ever called home. We moved 4,500 miles away with two small kids by ourselves to start a business. I left my business behind and had to go back to being an employee, which was really difficult for me for a lot of reasons. Um, But my house supported me. It was easy for me to come home at the end of the day. I I talk about this a lot too, that pre-decluttering, I would go to work and I would casually joke about things with people and be like, you know, coming to work is the easy part of my day. Going home is the hard part. And that, that felt true for me because I would go home and I would be met with never ending laundry, never ending dishes, toys that nobody would ever help clean up, just stuff everywhere, closets shoved full of who knows what. And it felt hard. It felt hard to go home because it was just like more 
work for me. But after decluttering, that was no longer true. I would come home at the end of the day and we just had time to be together. It was the, it was the craziest thing. And it was so nice. And I remember very clearly our first month there, every single weekend, we would go to a beach or we would go to a zoo or we'd go explore parks and we got to be tourists in the city, right? Where we lived. And about our fourth weekend of doing that, like going out all weekend, playing, having fun, coming home and being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so behind. I'm going to have to like catch up on laundry. I'm never going to get caught up. I'm going to have to like catch up on the dishes. I'm going to have to try to clean things up before the week starts. But that didn't happen. And about four weeks in, I remember being like, when is this going to end? Like, when are we going to get back to normal? When am I going to go back to being like constantly annoyed by my house, constantly annoyed by the messes, constantly annoyed that my family doesn't help me enough, you know, constantly frustrated that I go to work and then I have to come home and I have to do even more work that just never ends. I go to bed at the end of the day, dreading waking up because I know there's going to be messes waiting for me. When are we going to get back to that? But it never happened. It never happened. That was back in 2013. It's 2023 now. So officially we're at the decade mark and it hasn't happened since because inside of my home, is easy to manage, even with adding two more kids to the mix, right? So we have five kids total, even with doing a couple more cross-country moves, even with everything that goes on in a life, having as many kids as we have, as much as we have going on sports, school, pandemic stuff that was a few years ago, uh, pregnancies, everything, everything. My home is still supportive of me. My home is still easy to be in. And that was the biggest, that was the biggest shift for me. And I just remember so clearly, like I said, if you listen to the other episodes, I did not know what I was doing. I didn't know that I was decluttering. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't, decluttering was not in my vocabulary. I didn't know minimalism was a thing. I think at that time, that's when like the Marie Kondo book was coming out or had come out and everybody was loving it. And I, I tried reading it and I was like, this is boring. I literally was like, I've tried to read it. Uh, it's boring, All right? It looks like a cute little tiny book. I'll read it. Couldn't even get through it. I read it after that, after I started doing this stuff. Um, but like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know, um, that I would have such big benefits like I did. I just didn't expect it. And it was amazing. We had so much time, just so much time, so much energy. And another story that I want to tell you about that is that about two weeks in, I remember being at home, my kids were playing, they were just doing their thing. Everything was really easy. And I remember just having this like kind of unsettling feeling that I didn't, I don't know what it was. I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> it was an unsettling feeling. And then very quickly, the rest of the thoughts came of like, oh my gosh, I have, I have three kids. Uh, my childhood is a mess. I don't feel like my husband and I are totally connected. Um, I, I'm not happy with what I'm doing for my work and my career, and it was just a spiral of thoughts of like, I have a lot of SHIT to deal with. Oh my gosh. Like these thoughts in my mind, these feelings are getting very intense. And I remember my dad giving me a call and just asking me how I was doing. And I just broke down crying because I had all of this space to really examine myself internally. Whereas before I never really did that because I didn't have the time. I didn't have the space all of my thoughts and emotions were dominated by the stuff in my home and how the stuff in my home made me feel and how the stuff in my home made me spend my time and how the 
stuff in my home made me think about certain things. I could never get beneath that. I could never get past those thoughts because what was right in front of me was dominating everything. And once that was gone, I was able to really focus on my internal stuff. I very quickly got into therapy. I tried various different types of therapy because I enjoy that, (laughs) you know, reading books, therapy, brain spotting, EMDR, just lots of different things, journaling techniques to figure myself out. And that's been an ongoing process ever since I shifted my relationship with my health. It became very, a lot easier. I'm not gonna say very easy every single day, but it came a lot easier to prioritize movement, exercise, getting outside, staying hydrated, cooking good food became a lot easier because my kitchen was easy to be in. It was easy to cook in. Um, so my health was able to get better. My relationship with myself, my relationship with my spouse got better and my relationship with money got better. I no longer was doing things that I used to do. Like, you know, every weekend, my husband used to work on Saturdays and that meant that I would be at home with the kids and being at home would be like, Oh, I do not want to be here because it's so messy. It's so chaotic. If I'm going to be here, all I'm going to be thinking about is cleaning up and getting organized, feeling frustrated, feeling like annoyed that like he's at work, right? Which like he has to be at work. Then I'm here trying to clean the house with these kids running around. And so what we would do is like leave the house, which always equated to spending more money. So taking them to the thrift store to find like something for a good deal, taking them to like the dollar section at Target. Uh, looking for good deals, just getting stuff that we didn't need or um, just wasting our time outside of the home, which equated to spending money most often. Um, So that changed too, where I was just like, at first, when we got to Florida, we were really excited to go out and explore the new areas. But then eventually it just became really easy to just be content staying home, which was awesome. And it, it shifted my relationship with money, how I spent money, how I saved money, what I wanted to buy, what I was willing to buy. And I think the only reason I can explain why we did not reclutter, because that is something that a lot of people do. A lot of people do declutter things as quickly as they accumulate things or they reaccumulate things faster, right? Which defeats the whole purpose of decluttering because then they're stuck in this never ending revolving door of clutter. But we did not reclutter. Part of it, I think, was because we were young and broke. We didn't have a lot of money to just like go buy a bunch of stuff. But I think there was a huge burden lifted off of me. And I think subconsciously, I recognized that. And I think it might just be a gift that I have, right? We all have our gifts in the world. We all have things that we pick up on. We all have things that we notice and that we share with other people in the world. And this was mine, right? I, I recognized that subconsciously my home feels way better for me and my family without all of the stuff around it. And so we didn't reaccumulate for about four or five years. Um, and then I got pregnant and then I started the due date group with my friends. And that's when I started, like, it came to my conscious mind of like, oh, that's what happened. This is how it works, right? This is why it felt so good for me. And that's why I never reaccumulated clutter because I didn't want to go back to feeling that way. I did not want to go back to never ending messes, spending my weekends and every day after work, just trying to catch up, trying to clean up, feeling frustrated at my family. Like my something in me recognized that and was like, do not do it. 
because eventually, you know, past that five years, as we were not broke anymore, we still didn't reaccumulate clutter. We still were very intentional about what we purchased. Even when I had more money, I still only buy my kids very minimal wardrobes, minimal toys, minimal dishes, minimal, just, you know, intentional, but still what we want, right? So we, we are still creative. We still have arts and crafts. We still have toys. We still have a basement that has a full gym set up in it, right? So it's not that we have nothing. It's not that we restrict ourselves. It's just that I recognize how impactful the environment is on us as humans. And I don't ever want to go back to feeling the way that I did before. And so therefore, all of the decisions that I make moving forward have helped me to not reaccumulate my clutter. So I do have a tiny little course. Um, you can get it in the description of this episode. Um, it's called uh, How to Stop Reaccumulating Clutter or How to Stop Recluttering. That's what it is. How to Stop Recluttering. So if recluttering is something that you struggle with and you want to get to the root of why, that's like a little tiny little offer. I think it's like $17. You can go get that. And if you are able to declutter and let things go, but you struggle with still letting things come in, whether it's because you're buying it, whether it's because you get it for free off of a buy nothing group, or you can't say no to hand-me-downs, whatever it might be, if stuff is coming into your home as quickly as it's leaving, this little mini course will help you. So go get, you can go check that out. Um, Like I said, the link is in the description, but it's really good. It's really powerful, really simple, really small, really easy for you to do um, and will help you get out of that revolving door of clutter cycle, which is like stuff comes in as fast as it goes out and spinning really, really fast. So, um, yeah, that, (laughs) that was life after decluttering. It was amazing. It still is amazing. Still is amazing. Like this is just how I live now. Um, we don't accumulate clutter. We buy things that we want. We save up for things that we want. We splurge when we want to, We teach our kids about having the things that they want and keeping the things that they want and keeping things that are within their threshold and keeping things that are meaningful to them and letting go of things when it's time to let go of things. It's just a natural thing for us. And yeah, I think in conclusion, to bring us back to what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, if you're listening to this, thank you. Like just thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. I hope that in some way this helps you simplify your home and your life. I hope something clicks for you, something shifts for you, something makes you excited to just make your home easier to be in because that's the whole point, especially if you have kids, the majority of your time is going to be spent at home. Even at the amount of minutes that you spend at home, you know, maybe you work outside of the home and so you spend less minutes at home or you're busy and you're driving everywhere all of the time. Your home is still the hub of your family. And it's so, so important to make sure that it's working for you, not against you, so that you can get the most out of this one, one sweet life that you get, unless you believe in reincarnation, (laughs) I guess. Um, But you know what I mean? This is the one life that we get. This is the one family that we get. These are, our kids are only little once and you don't have to tell yourself, I have to choose between having a house that's, you know, easy to be in or time with my kids. You can have it all. I really do believe that. And I do believe that it's our most natural state of being to have it all, to have a house that's easy to be in with our family so that we can enjoy, enjoy our family as much as possible with the time that we have. So I think that's it for this episode. I'm really excited. 
uh, to be back into recording episodes for you. I should have enough to get us through the end of 2023 and keep going after that. But thanks for sticking around during this break. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so happy you're here and I'm so excited to give you some new episodes uh, with a revived, revived excitement and energy. So I will talk to you soon. Oh, and if you love this, share it with a friend, right? If you love this, share it with a friend. If you haven't listened to parts one and two, go listen to parts one and two. They're really good. It's all about my decluttering story. Um, lots of bits and pieces in there that I know will be valuable and helpful for you. And for real this time, see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, Head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the motherhood simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.